Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. to the show oh uh that was abrupt thank you for having me so grateful to be here are you really all these lovely thrillers is it what do you do you have a name for your listeners no you call them thrillers they're just a plebs plebs yeah or we can eat on your podcast yeah they don't mind you eating into the microphone no they love it oh asmr friendly podcast smack my gum in it Oh, cool. You shared the SNL stream on Synchronous. I just noticed that. Yeah, that's what I do. Cool. I do a lot of things. Where's your shirt? <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> My shirt, it's uh, it's the Caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland. I said, who are you? <laughs> wait, 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 who? I don't remember the Caterpillar. Was that the one that she met? Like, where does he come out in? Uh, yeah, she's like, gosh, I wish I, I'm so bad at remembering movies, but she's like, she's lost. She's walking around. She finds this caterpillar who's like laying around and he's like, who are you? Oh, wow. and he's like blowing smoke. And I think he does some like word games with her. I forget. He like spells out letters. I was thinking of putting, so on the, on the stacker news. Air, I was going to say, cause on the site, you do have like a lot of Alice in Wonderland stuff. I mean, there's, two, there's two little Alice in Wonderland pieces. I want to do a little bit more of it. Um, where, but, where does that mean? You know, like I know subliminally you're saying something is because like you're down the rabbit hole. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of where uh, that's like the link that I made with Alice in Wonderland is the rabbit hole. She's, you know, Alice and Alice is in a rabbit hole uh, through that whole movie. I'm surprised there's no Bitcoin merch with like Alice in Wonderland tied to it. I'm surprised too. I don't know what the, there might be copyrights and stuff associated with it. When I have no idea. Stop Bitcoiners? Uh, when they get like VC funding and go corporate. <laughs> 
but uh, yeah, the two I have two. My four hundred four page is Alice lost in a like maze. A little maze, yeah. And then my five hundred page is Alice, a gif of Alice falling through the uh, the rabbit hole for the first time. Uh, yeah, but I wanted. I think I wanted to add uh, the caterpillar on the login page somehow. But the problem is it it's like a little bit too much, probably. Yeah, probably. So it's is. better. It's better as like a hidden kind of element maybe in certain places, but I don't, it's probably not great for like you should, the first you interaction. You this, like where if you see people like doing multiple, are you know when you can keep hitting, I remember when in the beginning days, this was before like when Sacker News took off and I had to watch my sat limit. But in the beginning days, I would just hit the, hit the, the bolt, <laughs> the bolt, just so I can see the bolt slide up. I remember thinking that was like so novel. I was like, whoa, look, I can keep hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. The bolt come up. Maybe you do it after like, a thousand clicks or something and then it becomes like this caterpillar that would just like pops out yeah but it, what's nice about the caterpillar is he's it, there's like some con like you kind of want it loosely related to the context within which the caterpillar appears so he he's kind of saying who are you so it'd be great on a login page right or oh, it could yeah. be great on the profile page maybe i don't know well i'll think about it more but i do want to do more animations i feel like one of my concerns with the site is it it it, it stops becoming fun like I really want it to stay fun. And the animation was one part of like putting fun in. I'm thinking of like when you get a reward for the day and you go into your notifications for the first time, maybe there's like, like an Aurora Borealis like animation oh, cool, over the screen dude. would be kind of cool. Yeah. That's one thing I feel like Amboss does really well. Right. Where it yeah. makes it like visually fun. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of, uh, Bitcoiners who are thinking about design. A lot of the, a lot of the newer projects, they have like an element of fun. And I think it's, I think it's really, it's refreshing and nice. You want like you, do you think we all like things that are fun? Do you think that, do you think, do you think the prior, um, like the, the past, the, I guess the, the prior generation of Bitcoiners, um, like if we look at generation per every four years, would, would you say they, they don't look at stuff fun or are they, or have you seen fun from them? Like in their products or in their companies? That's like an that? interesting point. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know what generation fold is. Is it kind of new? Yeah, I would say, I would say it's, I would say it's this cycle. It's probably this cycle on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it does seem like they're a little bit more. Do you want some chocolate? I think to be, uh, no, thank you. What percentage cacao is it? Oh dude, we had some cacao in Mexico city. I'm like 90%. Yeah. This is just dark. Ooh. Toffee is great though. Toffee. Yeah. It's just toffee and like some other. No, yes. thank you. It also looks melted like it was on your... Yeah, it was my pocket. <laughs> it's also like 105 Hey, it degrees. looks kind of like... Yeah, it melted a little bit. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like the uh, the last generation of Bitcoiners is just more... They're more serious. I think you had to be. I think... Do you think they'll ever grow out of it? But they're also like... They're also funny in terms of like a trolling. Like a lot of them do have a great sense of humor in terms of their trolling. Mm-hmm. But I think they're prof- professionally, a lot of them seem a little more uptight. Yeah. Which is interesting. I don't know what that is, but it, do you think it's because like the early days of Bitcoin scarred them? Maybe that could be it. Maybe they, yeah, maybe they, they learned, they had some tough lessons maybe, or, or it could, it could just be, I think a lot of like early, like early Bitcoiners, ones who really stuck around were quite philosophically aligned. Like they were like very serious, like very Austrian economics oriented or, or like a cypherpunk type. And so those are fairly serious things. Like you're very, you're very counterculture to be part of those groups. And I think to hold that line, uh, 
you might have to be quite serious, but you, I don't know. Do you it think might just these be new, new, new Bitcoiners coming in. Do you think we're still like that? Because we're like from what, 2020 Bitcoiners? We're like this new class of Bitcoiners? Yeah, I think we're like, a, we think we care a little less. I think we're, I think we care a little less about the philosophy. I think we like absorb it. We have to. Yeah. It's kind of like how people who started using the internet, like, uh, like in 1995, like maybe they weren't like super aligned with like free access to information yet. They didn't really get it. They were used to like paying for their encyclopedias or whatever, and they didn't really get it. But then, uh, they started using the internet and you kind of just like you're, it begins, it becomes, it begins to be like a fact of life. Like, uh, like I think the monetary policy of Bitcoin become a fact of life. Like money should be this way. I don't think you need to like, it'll, it'll, in my opinion, it'll just win. And then, uh, everything else will have to explain itself right now. Still, I think a little bit Bitcoin has to explain its existence. Like why is the money deflationary? Why? Right. Yeah. That's fascinating how that works. And this goes back to what you were talking about originally about that um, Alice in Wonderland reference. I can't imagine BitFinex like throwing Alice in Wonderland references on their website. Oh, they just have too much money. I mean, it is like risky. I don't, I, I yeah. Is but it I, though? That's what I love about having a young product. I don't know. Like it seems, it seems like, it seems dangerous to have an old, cause I, cause there's, you and I were having a conversation about like, uh, like design a little bit earlier. And there is like this impulse as you get more and more mature to like smooth out your design and become a little more generic, fit in, look like Facebook, look like Instagram. Oh look, no. Yeah. Look like, look like everything that everyone else is familiar with become mainstream. There's like, uh, there's like a softness, like you lose your edge. And I feel like that's just like, that can have like a, as a company matures, that can be like a direction you get pulled in is to like lose your edge. Uh, I think some, co some companies manage to keep it. I feel like Snapchat kept their edge for quite a while. I don't know how they're, uh, they're like doing now. Yeah, I don't know Snapchat anymore. I feel yeah. like I was using it back in like 2017, somewhere around there. I just remember using, I remember using uh, their app a bit and being like struck by some of the bold, like color choices they had. Like they had this very like bright yellow, lots of like pinky colors, lots of yeah, blues. Yeah. yeah. It was quite, it, it felt very refreshing. Even the ghosts that they used. Yeah. Right? The ghost was very cool. And so just very, they seemed to keep their, to keep their edge. I mean, I don't know if it's that way anymore, but my, that's my, that, that's my, that's kind of my fear is that, uh, is that you lose some of your boldness as you get I would old. say even more than that. It's not so much losing it. It's just that everybody around you copies, right? So like what, what basically we take Snap, for example, like what Instagram copied a lot of their features, Facebook copied a lot of their features. I mean, a lot of apps did, right? Um, and then yeah. it becomes like, it's not novel anymore. It, it, then it just becomes like... Um, out there in the world where everybody has those same features and has those same things. And then how do you distinguish yourself at that point? Is it more, does it come back to the founders and them having to reinvent again or, or keep building towards that initial vision? Like, how does that work? Well, I mean, you see a lot of people right now, like we have a contemporary example in TikTok where a lot of like Facebook is copying TikTok. A lot of I think even LinkedIn has like a TikTok type product in their, in their product. I think Twitter, Twitter, I don't think is, has done that yet, but, um, 
there's just no catching. There's no catching TikTok because they're, they're just resolute. And that's their one mission is this like video app. And so there is no confusion about what they do. And so I think it's just like staying focused and continuing to build. At least that's the, that's the only way that I think that staying I can focus on those core features. You mean staying staying core? Yeah. Focused on the core thing that you started developing, the thing that people are copying, do it better than them. They can't, they probably, if you're focused on that, if you have, you know, a, a big team or a small team and they're only thinking about those things, uh, it's unlikely that I think someone, um, someone, you know, like a, like a Facebook fully absorbs it. It depends on the stage of your company though, too. Like Twitter spaces seems to have killed, killed clubhouse. Yeah, I don't even, I, I logged into clubhouse the, the other day. Um, and I looked at it, it was just completely it, like, it has way more options, way more things. And like, you have a schedule now, there's a calendar in there. And it's just like overwhelming where I was just like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Like, it's just too much to take on. It was just too much going on in that app now where I was like, I remember when I could just jump into a thing and then get there. Now it's like, yeah, it's just too much. They're it trying to too many features all at once. Yeah. They're trying to solve a bunch of problems. And I think, I think unfortunately for clubhouse, their app really benefits from an integration with a social network because of, because it's real time, because like you have to like get everyone's attention to know that it's going on. Um, and so it ma- it almost make it makes more sense being part of Twitter than it does being its own app that you have to open and look and see if anyone's on there versus you're already on Twitter and I see that you know Corey ha- has a rant on Celsius or something. And do you ever go in the spaces? I don't really ever go. And I went to I went into the spaces you guys were doing for uh, the Bitcoin Design Club. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I did here recently. Yeah, I was on that like for Paul a bit. The hill. Yeah, I, I popped in briefly. I was telling Paul that. Uh, I heard him go on a, like a little bit of a rant about VCs. Yeah. What's up with that? What's up with what? With this, this, um, this interesting take these days from Bitcoiners, not so much Paul. I'm not trying to single out Paul. I'm just saying like in general, they're just very, they're, they're, um, no wanting to take, no longer wanting to take VC money. I don't. So, so Paul's, Paul's point just to like distinguish it a bit. Uh, his, his main point was that a lot of these VC, like web three companies have really beautiful design. So it's like all surface, all surface and no substance. It was kind of his point. And, 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 and you can make, there's like a correlation there between having a bunch of money, having great like marketing and design budgets. Um, but then having no substance and his, his point during ABDC was that, uh, Bitcoin companies go the opposite way where they start with substance and their design tends to lack and their marketing tends to lack. And I thought that was an interesting point, but there is, I also get what I, what I also hear a little bit is like, there is like a little bit of derision towards, uh, venture capital, taking venture capital. Cause I think, I think we like as Bitcoiners, we see it as like a symptom of the like fiat kind of world a little bit. Like, wealth concentrating, Cantillion effects, you know, a lot, a lot of these people might be investing with borrowed money that they got at very low interest rates that they have because they collateralized an asset they acquired on other debt. Like who, like it's just layers and layers of fiat. Right. Um, and so I think that's a, that's a lot of it, but like one of the bigger, bigger, I think, uh, 
proponents of this point of view against venture capital. I think Jimmy Song has some fairly, uh, uh, fairly uh, hot takes on venture capital in general. Um, he thinks that it's, it's, it's quite, it's like quite corrupt and even like, uh, amoral, um, and that it, and that it's supporting a lot of businesses existing who might not otherwise deserve to exist. Um, I don't know if I agree though. And I don't, cause I think, I think like uh, Stacker News wouldn't, Stacker News certainly wouldn't exist without venture capital. I mean, I'd still be working on it, but I'd have a full-time job at some, some company that, that got venture capital probably. Um, and so I think, and, and then the other aspect of venture capital that's interesting is you have people with skin in the game in your company. And that's really useful because a lot of them have a lot of experience in areas that you don't and them having skin in the game, like, uh, incentivizes them to help you. And that, that is, that's almost more valuable than the money to me. Yeah. And, and like, this is where it goes back to the way I see it when it comes to VC, like a lot of these guys are invested into other companies that can put you on to get you a funnel into these different aspects of the, of the space. And, and, that, and just not in the Bitcoin space, but like in the greater, like, you know, you have Draper labs here, right? Like they promise so much to uh, the companies inside of Plub Lab, what they would deliver, what they would help you with all this kind of stuff. But in reality, like, if you want to get it bigger than where it is, um, that's kind of what they do, unfortunately, because Bitcoin doesn't have a marketing department. Bitcoin doesn't have, you know, these things where you can kind of put them on um, because a lot of that stuff is, unfortunately, it's controlled by a, a very few uh, individuals. And and if you want to go through those funnels, you ha- you need, um, need their backing. Yeah, it's, yeah, their networks become very valuable. You know, they become they become potential, uh, acquirers of your company if it's not doing well. I mean, to, to Jimmy's point, uh, you know, there are companies who get a lot of funding before they, before they even have users, they get a lot of funding before they have product market fit. And like sparks a perfect example of that. (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I mean, they don't even have an idea, but they got a lot of money, ridiculous, ridiculous amounts of money and a ridiculous, uh, I heard uh, from someone that they raised, I think it was $125 million. What are you doing with all that money? Does it make any sense? But you imagine you, you know, you do some extrapolation, you do some calculation and you have like, uh, you know, most, most venture back companies, they sell 10% of their company uh, at a pre-seed stage. And so uh, their valuation is close to a billion dollars <laughs> before they have an idea. 120 million for an idea from David Marcus. Before an of idea. all people. Just a team. No Everything idea. he's built turned to crap. They have a direct, they have a <laughs> vague on the wrong horse. <laughs> yeah, oh, but man. he's associated with all the Silicon Valley greats. He goes to all, he rubs all the right elbows. He believes Ethereum will be the programming layer of Web3. Who, who doesn't want to back that guy? Am I right? <laughs> oh man. This is where, uh, I forget who I was talking to the other day, but, uh, we were talking about like talent inside of Bitcoin. And, uh, basically we, we come to like the summarization that, uh, great talent finds each other inside of Bitcoin and truly only the cream of the crop rise to the top when it comes to Bitcoin and talented people. Because at some point, if you keep doing the thing that you're doing, somebody's going to notice it 
and, and, and float it to the top where a lot more people are going to know who you are. And that just happens over the course of your proof of work of how much you've contributed to it. That's possible. I think there are probably people doing great work in Bitcoin who maybe don't get as much attention as they deserve just their because their visibility is lacking. But I think I think so. I think I think I think that's by choice, though. It seems like to me these days where like the people that don't want to be noticed, they make every effort not to be noticed. This goes back to the privacy thing. I don't think they would. I don't think they would say that. I would say there are probably people building in Bitcoin who wish they had more visibility than they do. They feel like they deserve more. I think. Can you think of somebody right now? Top of your head? No, I mean, I. I'm just thinking of a post on Stacker News where someone was like, "Where are all the Bitcoin projects?" And then someone was like, "Here's a bunch of Bitcoin projects. None of these Bitcoin projects get any of atten- any attention at all." And so that's what I try to do on Thriller Bitcoin, man. It's like yeah. literally write about these people, but send them in. Car at thrillerbitcoin.com. I'll write about it. And this is where, like, for me and how I see myself in the space is like, I want to help as many people as I can because I want Bitcoin to succeed over the course of time. But if you're not asking, if you're not putting yourself out there, how are we supposed to find you? Yeah, no, for sure. I think some people are just like kind of bad at, bad at shilling, bad at, bad at kind of communicating what they're doing. And that's part of the problem. But I would just get like a, a bit of a, bit of a devil's advocate to like talent finds talent. I think, I think talent finds talent when it's like, when, when uh talent is looking for talent. Like, I don't think, I don't think it just, it naturally emerges. Like the, the, per, the person has to be fairly intent on it. This is like uh, you and Kyle have been talking about like uh, pimping me out to conferences where I talk about Pleb <laughs> <laughs> Lab and wear Pleb Lab merch. I hope the I hope my Pleb Lab merch has sleeves. I didn't say you get to wear Pleb Lab merch. I'm pretty sure that's what you said. No, I said just wear just wear uh, your typical Stacker News attire, which is I this think you one said right no. You said you said you want to see me. I just want to look dude, in the hat. I want to see you up on there talking mm. because I feel like I have these conversations with you all the time and no one talks like you. What's wrong with that? Why don't you see their friend up there? I thought, you said, I thought you were saying you wanted to see me in a pleb lab hat. No, we don't even have a pleb lab. Oh, I guess we kind of do. No, I really want to see you up there, dude. Like when I talk to certain people, I feel like I can get all the same, roughly the same kind of, you know, answers from like a group of people. And then there's like maybe three or four people in my circle where I know that person's going to tell me something completely different than anybody else. You're one of those people and there's three others, which I won't name, but like, that's what I'm trying to say, man. It's like, you have that extra little thing that is like, you know, it's probably all the microdosing you do, but it's like, it's like way out there. I don't and know it, what you're talking about. <laughs> you're microdosing, microdosing right now. is bad. But you know what I mean though? I'm it's just, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a different way to look at the same problem. And I think a lot of us Bitcoiners struggle with the same problems. And they're not looking at it from like a, a different perspective. Sometimes, sometimes they're hearing, they're hearing it from the same people all the time. And I think you're one of those people that looks at things a little bit different, obviously. I mean, yeah, that's very nice of you to say. I, that's all I want, man. Yeah, no, I, but in, I think I was saying that, uh, actually really good like if I were going to talk, if I were going to, if I were going to talk about Pleb Lab, uh, ever when you guys pimp me out to some, some John, some conference, John, uh, I, I think I would talk about how you should try to find people to work with. And it's really important to try to like find, I would, I'd probably talk about mostly about tribes 
and how really? I think that's like probably the most, one of the most important things you can do for your career in Bitcoin or not is to find, is to find other people to work with. I think it's like one of the biggest mistakes that I made in my career today was like staying remote in a small college town and just being kind of isolated and like engaging passively on the internet and not even that, not even that actively on the internet. Like you see people who are like remote in Bitcoin on the internet, but they're like, they're very active on social media. They're like, they spend all their time on social media. They, and so they still, they still, I think they're fine. They found their digital tribe, but I think finding a digital tribe is much harder, particularly for some people than finding an in-person one. And so just having like a, having people to rally with on your collective, like uh, goals is so, is so valuable. And I think that's mostly probably what I would end up uh, talking yeah. about. And that's, I think, that's like the value of living in a big city. It's very easy to, it's much easier to find a tribe in a big city than it is uh, if you're isolated somewhere. That's interesting that you said that. Um, Cause when I first met you, I knew right away, we clicked on a lot of different things and I was like, yeah, this is a guy who, he reminds me of a lot of friends that I used to have when I was younger and bands and stuff. I was like, yeah, this is a guy I will definitely collab with on something. I didn't know what it was, but I was like, I just want to be in his orbit, you know? And, uh, and yeah, it kind of just kind of built from there. So I, I do see, I do know that having you in my orbit to bounce off ideas, good and bad ideas and vice versa. I'm sure you would say the same bouncing off ideas off of me. It's mm -hmm. like good and bad. Um, yeah, man, tribes, right. Dang. Yeah. I think it's, a, I mean, I, it's like, um, fucking tribes. Yeah, it's human. It's humans. I think humans, uh, that's like our main strength is that we're like social and that we kind of share we like share what's inside of our brains better than any other species on earth. I mean, our brains are also like better, but part of a part of like what makes them better is like this ability to share and this ability to kind of like learn and continue learning. And, uh, I think that, you know, you do that in a group atmosphere enough times, like you begin to get better and better faster and you're all, you know, and then you also helping each other. You're not just like lone wolfing it. Yeah. Lone wolfing. It's hard, man. Yeah. You don't want to, I, I'm definitely don't, I thought I could lone wolf it forever and I probably wasted like work. five years. It literally lone doesn't wolfing. work lone yeah. wolfing it, man. If you're, if you're building something and you're lone wolfing it, man, you have to be, yeah, it's just too much to take on all on one person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you move the mic down a little bit? I should, should have, so we can see your face. I kind of like that. It's hiding my face. <laughs> Damn. Here we go. Right there. There we go. There we go. See those beautiful eyes. Oh, look at that. Hi guys. Can you believe it? Um, yeah, man. I, I, I really think you might be onto something there with the tribes thing. I, I mean, I heard other people say tribes too, but uh, I don't hear to describe in a way. There's where, a book by a guy named Sebastian Younger, I believe. He's yeah? been on like Joe Rogan's podcast quite a bit. And he talks about tribes. They, yeah. He has a book called tribes and it's all about this kind of like phenomena. I think he, was like a journalist in like war zones and stuff and kind of saw how like one of the, I think from my recollection, he like, he would, he would see people in war and they would have like camaraderie and things and then they'd leave and they'd be without the tribe. And that was like one of the more devastating aspects of them having left. Um, and I think there were a number of other observations that he made with respect to tribes, but I feel like this is very true. I feel like, I feel like just, I feel like having other people around and having like mutually beneficial 
relationships with them um, for whatever goal you have, whether that's career or otherwise, like super useful. So that's what, that's like, that's what I would probably talk about in stage. And I have to talk about plub lab. I don't know what else I'd say about plub lab, but that feels like the main value. The main thing you would provide. Yeah. yeah I don't think most people know that. I yeah. Like I talk about it all. I talk about it in a different sense of a scene. Community. Like I, I always say, community. I, but I always say like scene, I always say like the scene, like that was a thing where when I was growing up, there was like all these musicians we would play together. Everybody would hang out at the same places. It was very much like Bitcoin. It reminded me of that. Like everybody was super creative. Everybody was doing cool stuff. You needed a track, like a bass track. You wouldn't call this guy, guitar track. It was all those things you needed to record. You know, bought a piece of gear. It was all very much a part of the scene. We'd all lean on each other to create whatever creative project we were trying to do. And then, so like when we started doing this here in Bitcoin, it was very much similar to that. It reminded me very much of the same thing. So I didn't really know it was called a tribe until here recently, but I always just called it, it was a scene and everybody would help each other in the community. But yeah, scene is a good, that is a good word. I know it's very common in music circles to call it a scene. Everybody put each other on. Yeah. Because you're trying to cultivate that, that yeah. scene to grow. So that way, when you create that bigger scene, all eyes are looking at the scene as opposed to looking at one individual standing out. Yeah, don't get me wrong. In a, in a scene, there will be like some really standout characters, yeah. some standout characters, right? But it tends to be that out of that scene that grows, it's usually that one that you don't expect is the one that actually shoots to the top. And it's kind of like, whoa, I never saw that guy. I remember when he was doing this, this, and this. But it was because out of the full scene, everybody, when you collectively do that together as a tribe, yeah, everybody gets put on. Yeah. And it works faster. That It's a collective. It works faster that way. Yeah. It just, it, that was always plain as day. Up. It was yeah. always plain as day to me. Yeah. Here in Austin. It was always plain as day. And I think, I think maybe you got it. But I mean, I feel like other people didn't get it here in this town until recently. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I mean, it seems, it seems like some people still don't think that way entirely. It's kind of dumb though, because if you think about it, like you can't be the biggest thing on your own. Who wants to do that? But then you have to think a lot of people, uh, yeah, a lot of other people don't even want to, they want like a norm, they want like a kind of, they want a traditional kind of, they're not very ambitious, I guess is the way to say it, where they just kind of want a job. They don't care about, about getting. Or creating a scene or creating a a vibe. And they don't care about, uh, they don't care about like reaching their peak uh, as a, Um. as a human. They just kind of, they just want a job and they want to like engage in whatever, like leisure activities where maybe they're more, a little more invested. I, I don't know. Like that, that's my, that's the impression I get with people who don't seem to like care about these kinds of things as they aren't that, they aren't that ambitious. I just don't think, I think, but I think these things are kind of obvious if you're ambitious for like long enough. I mean, for me, it took me a long time to realize that that, that was important. I thought Were you not be, ambitious before. No, I was always ambitious. I just thought I could be ambitious alone and I would get far being ambitious alone. And, uh, it was actually quite difficult get being ambitious alone. I'm, I'm smiling because I remember the first time I met you and you were like, you made that face. You always have that face like, like that. Mm. <laughs> It's the best face. It's my favorite face of yours. We go like that. When you, when you, uh, when I saw you in Miami, mm-hmm. we were at that shit coin co- or the shit coin, uh, panel or whatever. Jeremy Rubens. No, uh, it wasn't Jeremy Rubens. It was on Jeremy Rubens' Opsy TV thing. I don't think so. It was. It was an Ethereum event. 
Nope. Okay. It was Jeremy Rubin's thing. Agree to disagree. Anyway, there is no, there's no, it's a fact. That's when, <laughs> I, that's when I saw you for the first time. They had someone from Ethereum there talking about some of the uh, advantages to the to some of the way the Ethereum development ecosystem works in, a, in an effort to like, be like, we should bring these ideas to Bitcoin. That How does that work out? Uh, I don't know. They're still working on OpCTV. They still have these plebfies. So anyway, so we met each other there. <laughs> And I literally said, you, <coughs> you, we're going to be friends when I get back to Austin. <coughs> Did you actually believe me if I said that? Um, I scared you, I think. I don't think you scared me. I just didn't know what you, I didn't, I was like, okay, what does this guy mean by that? I was like, oh, that's interesting. That was an interesting thing. And then when you came back, we met each other at BitDevs and you were like, you were sitting in front of me and they actually announced at that BitDevs, I think it was Ryan Gentry. He was talking about PlebFi and then you, you're like, your hand goes up immediately. He's like, I want everyone to know that this was a shit coin conference. <laughs> it was. Everyone should know it was a it shit. Was, it was dude. a shit coin conference. <laughs> it was. Just, people, I, just full disclosure. <laughs> And then Ryan Gentry is like, uh, no, uh, it wasn't a shit coin conference. They did have, uh, these people speak and you're like, no, it was there. I had to leave me and several other people had to leave. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> and then, and then at that, at that point, why did you come up to me anyway? Cause afterwards, if you were like, man, this guy's probably trouble. Did you think that? No, I was just like, Hey, I met you there. I was just, I was very new to Austin. And so I was like trying to meet people, uh, still and make friends. And I always try when I go to the one at first, when I was going to bit devs, I would try to meet a new person every time. Like some people have more ambitious networking goals than that. Uh, like Thomas Johns, he said he tries to meet five people at ever at, 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 that's like his goal at, for networking when he goes to like an event. Mine is one. I just want to meet one person and then I feel good. I feel you like actually think about that stuff. Um, why not just go to the event and like have fun? No, I don't. Th so that's why it's just one uh, person for me. But because uh, otherwise I would probably not talk to anyone. <laughs> so if I don't have a goal, I would not talk to anyone. It depends on how introverted you are. Like if you're quite introverted, uh, okay. your your goal would actually be zero. So you need to like, so you need to like, your natural goal would be zero. Having fun for you might be zero. I'm full on extrovert. Yeah. So, so uh, for someone like me or Thomas Johns, it's like, I need to have a goal that's different from my natural goal, which, you know, mine is just like, I meet one person, I get to know them uh, quite well. In our case, I just think I said hello to you and we exchanged, you gave me your card, which I was impressed by. I remember when you were at PlebFi, you were like, you talk, you're, you're, you tend to be a bit of a big talker. And you're like, just reach profitability on Thriller. <laughs> I was like, boy, wow. was I wrong? I was like, boy, I was like, wow. You're like, yeah. It's like I just, I just got profitable. Here's, here's sleeveless Sam over here. Kyle, can we see? Kyle? You can't see yeah, Kyle can't on see the it. camera. But no, no, that's interesting though. I didn't even realize I had said all those things. And I was, so, I was such a young. Are we? Yeah. Who cares? We're uh, such. We're, we're out of here in two days. Oh, <laughs> how awesome. dare. Uh, it's so funny because uh oh i see he like, says you're being loud that's okay we're out of here in a couple of days anyway um 
I forget what I was going to say. God. Oh yeah. But it was such a young Bitcoiner, man. Like last year to this year, like, isn't it weird how, like, I wouldn't say my entire mindset changed, but man, I didn't know Jack. I thought I knew everything and I didn't know nothing. And even now I still don't feel like I know anything. I think you oscillate between, uh, humble and confident is I think you, you tend to have, you tend to have moments like that. But, uh, yeah, I remember at that event, I was like, I was like, wow, he has a, he has a, a he's, he has a publication that's profitable. That's pretty freaking yeah, cool. We're on Substack. Yeah. Yeah. I was then, we, like, then they started pulling down our post, which wasn't good, but I think it was more like music related. So I would just throw music on there. I didn't care. Yeah. Well, I see. Copyright. Copyrights is selling a gun. That's why I just do like indie bands now. They won't care. Yeah. They at least, they at least don't have lawyers to come after you. Yeah. Which is yeah, another thing. It's good to have LLC. <laughs> yeah. It protects you. Yeah. You can just, uh, your company can go under. Did Stacker News have an LLC when you first started? No, I started out with a C Corp. Oh, you did? Well, I didn't start out with any company at all. So my move when I start companies is to not actually form companies. It's just to like, I actually don't care about it being a company until it has like serious traction, like the. To the, a revenue, right? Um, yeah. Around, around the time it has revenue, if I begin to need a company, like, uh, the, the medical image company that yeah, I remember you tell me that's how we met. You're like, yeah, I do this medical thing. And this is where I've learned here. And I was like, wait, what did you still running that? Uh, that company is still running. Uh, it still makes a little bit of money. And you, do you generate money from it? Yeah. I generate ad revenue. Oh, wow. Like a couple grand a month. Whoa, really? We don't, we don't, I don't get paid from it. It just accumulates in a bank account. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. But we, for a long, like, I think we ran that for like a year or two. No, maybe more, maybe like three years. And we didn't even have a company behind it. We just like. Just let it keep going. Just like, like, why do we need a company? That's, that's extra work. I gotta pay tax. I gotta pay taxes on when you form an <laughs> entity, you gotta pay five, form a C corp, but you gotta pay like $500 a year. And we, we weren't making money. It was just like growing. And so we're, and, and we didn't have, we didn't like try to monetize it yet. So we just, why do we need a company? Let's not form a company. When you started Sacred News, did you, so you, okay. So you said you didn't start a company, but did you, uh, I started a company in December of last year. How much did it cost you actually to roll out Stacker News? Like, let's just look at like the nuts and bolts of like cost to roll out something like Stacker News. How much did it actually cost you that weekend to roll it out that first weekend? Uh, what do you mean costs? I, don't, I mean, I mean like actual like, like fiat dollars. Fiat. Oh, how many fiat dollars went out? I think like, I think zero. I mean, really? How? Made, like the domain name. I, there, well, the domain. So it costs you $15 to make snacker news. Yeah. I mean, in terms of like, so the big, actual the, cost, the yeah. biggest expense in software is humans like that, that time, uh, the time of humans, people who are skilled enough to build things. That's like, that's the main cost in software. And that's also, that's why when software takes off, it's worth a lot of money because you can just reproduce it over and over and over for nothing. Uh, cool. the, 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 the marginal cost is zero is what that's, is basically what's that kind of like podcast. Uh, yeah. Kind of like po any media has, yeah. has that, has that property, especially digital media. Um, that's it, why media is so important because like, if you're really good at digital media, then you, then it goes up higher. So the more talented you become over the course of uh, years or whatever. Yeah. 
It's cool. Yeah. So you you would say hypothetically, or you go back, like it cost you like $15 for the domain. And then from there, you just spun up like AWS servers, which was probably a free trial and then whatever human capital that you put in. Yep. That's it. That's, that's how, that's Whoa. how you make software these days. I can, you can pretty much get, get something off the ground for free. And then how, how much is it worth right now on, and like how much is Stacker News worth right now, according to these investors? Oh, uh, how much is the company worth? So the preferred stock is valued at $25 million <laughs> cumulatively. Really? I'm sorry. I'm laughing because I'm like, can't believe but you it. knew the you valuation, started, but you started it for $15. Uh, yeah, but I put like a year of work into it. So, wow. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Cause you, you literally invested in yourself. That's the point I'm trying to drive to is like, you literally had this idea. You spent the better part of a year building it. Like a lot of, a lot of the, well, the, the fiat I spent dollars. six weeks building it. Well, six years, six weeks building it. But yeah. you took all the knowledge over the course of the, of your twenties to learn how to build things. $15 on a domain, spun everything up. And then this is where you are a year later. But it, it goes to show that you had this journey you had to go on to before you actually struck, you know, something, you struck a chord with, uh, with something that you were building. And yeah. maybe that medical thing website was really cool, but the fact remains though, it, it literally was just human capital that you had put into this, this, uh, this, uh, this thing, this creative uh, thing that you've created. Yeah. That's my favorite thing about software. It's one of the reasons why I studied it was because I felt like if I studied any other science, I would need to get like someone's approval, someone with money to let me build things. That would be like the only way I'd be able to build things as if you know, if I'm, if I study chemistry, I need someone to provide me with a, with a chemistry lab. If I study any kind of engineering, I need someone to provide me with the tools and the approval of the whatever. But for software, all I need is a computer. Like that's really all I need and I can make Powerful. stuff. It's that's like kind of the value. Uh, or that's like, that's something I saw very early at, when I was studying computer science is like, this is that's why I want to do this is like, I don't need any permission to make stuff. And, uh, so cool. I can make, I can, I can be, I can be poor. I can be absolutely like destitute. As long as I have a computer, I can, can make, make stuff. Money. Yeah. yeah. I can, I can figure out, I can, I can just continue building things. Yeah. Which is, which is awesome. Uh, how many shit coins are you holding right now? Uh, <laughs> how uh, many liquid tokens are you holding? I'm holding, I might have liquid in some like wallet, but I have, I have zero, some liquid tokens. I, I don't have, even know what they are, but they're, they're in the, they're my thing. Well, it's not, it's like, thing. it's, it's like wrapped Bitcoin or something. It's like, no, I don't have any Bitcoin. wrapped Bitcoin. I'm not that bad. No, but on liquid, it's like, no, you, you, you can peg Bitcoin in. Yeah. I think it's I have like, like liquid some Bitcoin. Tether. I think I have some like liquid tether or something. Oh, I definitely don't have any liquid tether, but, uh, uh yeah, I have some of that. You have tether? Uh, no, you, I, have some liquid, I have some liquid Bitcoin in a wallet, I think. Oh, you have wrapped Bitcoin. Well, that's like the only Bitcoin you have on, on liquid is wrapped Bitcoin. You don't get, you it's can't, like WBTC. It's like, it's no, like going for Ethereum. I don't think it's, I don't think it's like that so much. It's like pegged somehow. It's like different. It's like a little bit different, but I think it's quite similar. So I have, I mean, I have sense. I have like in fiat terms, I have like sense of that, that are just like left in a wallet um, if you're running liquid, what would you have done differently? Like if you, if you're, I guess I should just reword this question. If you're developing on liquid, what, what would you have done? What would you do to get more market traction? Or you think it's just, you can't do that. I don't, I don't think there's much 
there's much interest in, in, uh, it succeed. I think they've done everything they can with it, but there, I think it just really needs applications built on it. And, uh, one that seems that some people seem to be excited about is Fuji is Fuji money. This like they're producing a, a stable coin that's backed exclusively by Bitcoin and that's being built on liquid. And maybe oh, that, maybe that's an interesting application of liquid. Um, but I think we're seeing where we do like this idea of like federations and, um, and specifically in, in the form of like fediments, like we really, for some reason, Bitcoiners like that a lot more than liquid. And what these things kind of are, are like little, little, li- little like liquid. They're like little side chains, although they're not chains. They're just like, but it's like a federation of trusted people, like, like in liquid, how, how blocks get, uh, get mined on liquid is you have a certain number of signers, a certain number of people say, this is good. And, uh, in Fediment, it's very similar. There's just no chain really. You just trust that they're maintaining history correctly is kind of, so it's a very, it's like a, even it's perhaps a little more trusted relationship than you have in liquid, but because it's presumed to be like on a smaller scale, um, and it has some of these, these advantages for custodial, like for custodianship, people are like more in favor of it. Yeah. Interesting. Would you ever make a liquid token? Uh, no. Hmm. What would I make a liquid token I for? Know. I don't know. Maybe like a stacker token or something. What would I do that for? I don't know. I'm asking. That's why I asked you the question. Uh, I don't see any point to it. I think, I think I like that. One of the, one of the things that I like about, about stacker news, which is, which is perhaps bad for the product is that there isn't much like keeping a user on stacker news. Like they, what they earn, they can take off immediately. So every, all the value that they've like created or accumulated on stacker news is withdrawable and they can just take it somewhere else in their life. It's kind of cool though. Right. I mean, yeah. it's custodial, but yeah, but they're sweeping your wallet all the time. Yeah. But they can pick up and leave. Uh, Eventually we'll have the ability where like auto sweep. I think that'll be like, before we have a non-custodial wallet, you can just set a limit. Like every day, if my wallet bounces over like a thousand sats, I want it to send to my, my home node. I think keeping about a hundred thousand sats on there works for me. I think any more than that, then I'm kind of like, oh, like around a hundred. Yeah. That's why I've been spending more of my sats on there lately. I went from like 175 to like 125 now because I've been trying to disseminate all these like sats that I've accumulated over the course of time. Yeah. Or over the course of years since it's been open. And uh, now it's uh, now it's about a 125. I have another 25,000 sats to give away on there. So I've been trying to do it yeah. through there, keeping it there. And then try. I'm going to try to stay at 100,000 sats. What do you think about that? Um, I think I think that would be the absolute cap. So that's going to be my recommendation to people is yeah. like, keep no more than like 50 to a hundred thousand. I'll have, I'll probably at some point institute some kind of like flag where it like warns you like it's persistent. It's there. It's like your wallet is too full. You need to get money out of here. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, and you, so you could set a limit in this proposed feature. You could set a limit, say, I only want to keep a hundred thousand sats on here and everything that I earn over it withdraws to a lightning address that you provide or it withdraws to like your node. You give me a macaroon that 
allows me to generate invoices for your node and I can just send all, send all of the sats off. So LNURL, you were like one of the first ones to actually implement that, right? Uh, last year. LNURL auth? Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, super, uh, uh, was quite aggressively requesting it on Twitter from me. And this is before you met him or this is before I met him. And he, he's just like, yeah, he's like, uh, you should, you, he's like, you should use LNURL auth. And I was like, okay, why not? I'll do it. If that's what people want. I was very like, uh, try to be very sensitive to what people ask for all the time. And back then there was like less, you know, obviously fewer future requests than there are now. And that was seemed fairly easy and anything I could do to make it more like lightning native, I wanted to do. And then, so I implemented that and that was, yeah, that got, that got the site probably more attention yeah, I would than say. a lot of things early on. Cause you're always on these lists of like, yeah, you're always on this, these lists of, of like uh, companies, like, you know, you would see the, the little yeah. graphic it's thing. Still that very, somebody makes. It's still very, po- it's still like this thing. Like when we, I think one of our best meet performing memes on the stack of news, Twitter account is a Drake lightning login meme where he's like shaking away uh, Google login and, uh, like Twitter login or whatever. I love Twitter login. Yeah. How many Twitter logins do you have on the site? Is it just me? Oh, how many Twitter logins? I would guess it's probably like anywhere from 25 to 50%. Oh, wow. Interesting. That would have been lower than that. Is everybody mostly using LNURL auth or what? I mean, we have four login methods. So LNURL LNURL auth, when I last checked, which was like six months ago, it was like 20%. Wow. It might be a little bit higher now. The problem is people with LNURL auth, they're not very disciplined with it yet. And so they don't realize if they lose their like node key, they're kind of, they're logged out of their accounts. I've had a couple of people get uh, upset, get upset about not being able to log into their account anymore. And I just can't, I can't let them into their account. Cause I could be letting them into someone else's account. So what am I, I can't just like trust that they're saying that's account. I mean, they're, and I believe them. Like I believe that they're saying that that's their account and there's really no reason to take someone else's account right now, especially most people only have like a couple hundred sats in their wallet or whatever. So, uh, but I can't, but at the same time, I can't create a precedent where if someone just asked me sincerely enough, I let them into someone else's account. What's your biggest fear when it comes to stack news? As, as, as it gets built out over the next uh, 24 or 36 months. What's your biggest fear? My biggest fear is. Besides, besides it failing, obviously besides that. Yeah. So fail- I know you're going to say that. So failure is definitely, definitely one of my biggest fears. But what's, what's the second one then? Um, well, I don't, I mean, all, all of the things that I'd be afraid of are modes of failure. So is there, okay, let me re- reword it then. Is there something that you expect uh, to happen over the course of the next 24, 36 months that you think that you can, you can avoid it? There is a way where you can actually, you can prevent it from happening. Like, right, you see all these, see these movies where it's like, oh, I see how the, how the future is going to unfold. But if I do this here, then it should push enough. It should push the asteroid away so from I'm, Earth. I'm really afraid I never get to the point of decentralizing it. Like that is maybe my biggest, my, the thing I think about the most yeah. is it's going, it continues to keep growing in a centralized fashion and it might be hard to like put the brakes on that and decentralize it. 
versus if it weren't growing so much, it may, it might be a little easier to decentralize it. How do you plan on decentralizing? I know we had, when you had told me in the early days, it would basically then be like multiple stacker news that you could log into. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. It would have to go back to the original podcast we did. My views on this have changed quite a bit, but yeah, I think, I think that, so that's very consistent with like a web five model or like a, uh, kind of a Noster model of there's lots of relays around. I'm not so sure like users are ready for that yet though. I don't think people are ready for that level of decentralization. I don't think like, I don't, the relay ecosystem isn't great yet. There's no incentivization. And I believe something like Noster will eventually get these layers. It just doesn't exist yet. And I don't think my main point, my main problem with this, I don't think users are ready for some of like the UX problems that these things have. I think it might be better if I allow, if I kind of allow users to pull off their identity and their data and like at any time and like regularly sync it kind of like we're talking about sweeping your wallet. You can sweep your data like you any at any point you can take car and all of cars data that he's had on stacker news and you could plug it into some other stacker news like someone else runs a stacker news. They have like they have another instance of it running and you want all of your data to be shared on that instance too. So more like a Mastodon model. So that would be kind of like a federated type of thing. The only difference is with Mastodon, I don't believe you can, you can really migrate between the problem with Mastodon is your identity is federated. So your identity, you sign up with on Bitcoin on like bitcoinhackers.org and you are car on bitcoinhackers.org. You aren't car on, I don't know, one of these other like Mastodon servers, your identity it's kind of like your Gmail account. Like you, you can't just take your Gmail account and turn it onto this other one. Like your identity is tied to that domain name. And so I would, I think the move is to have unfederated identities and then, and, and that's also consistent with the relay system whenever the relay systems are ready, but it would probably start out, I would think as, as a federated thing. But I don't know. That's the problem. Yeah, no, is it, that's where I, I hear, I'm seeing you right now. You're doing this thing. What you always do where you're like trying to think it out in your head and play it out. And it's just not coming to you yet. Yeah. There's two, yeah. I haven't, I need to spend time on it yeah. and I just, I haven't spent a lot of time on it, but it, uh, it's like the main thing I'm worried about because, uh, I want to get to the point where scale is massive and I want it to be like unstoppable, this unstoppable thing that just like permeates, uh, that, that some, that, that, that allows for really a lot of freedom in terms of like people communicating with each other and organizing and like discovering right. th- cool things that are going on in the world. And it's very, apparently it's very hard to do that in a centralized way because you end up with lots of politics and stuff getting injected into like the, the culture. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. And I'm not sure, you know, just having Bitcoin, I don't think does away with that. I think you know, in some ways it improves it, but in some ways it. Maybe what happens over, maybe what happens over time is you have like, everybody becomes a Bitcoiner and then everybody just acts accordingly, I guess on the site. Maybe that happens. Who knows? Mm -hmm. What's, I I got two more questions before we, we we have to wrap this like in an hour. So it's kind of the time limit that we have. Uh, Two more questions. Design. Design. What do you, what do you think about Sacker News design? Like what, what's your honest opinion with the way the site looks right now? I frankly, I love it, but I like, I've always loved that about your, your, your site. I think we've, I think we clicked early on about like, Oh, I like how you did this. Like I, it's very unique and very different. And that's what I liked about Sacker News. And I think it still has that. 
Um, but how do you think about design when it comes to just Stacker News? Just Stacker News. Uh, I mean, so I, so my, outside of Stacker News, I personally like a little bit of brutalism. Like I like things to be uh, almost like slight, like slightly exciting when you see them. Like they, they're kind of, they're kind of like just a little bit out of place. That's personally what I like when I see something. I like things to be a little bit eccentric. I like things to be eclectic a little bit. Um, and so I'd like to keep some of that in Stacker News as it grows as much as possible. Um, I think right now it's kind of, it has outgrown its design a little bit. I think so. Yeah, just a little bit. There are certain, it's just, it's a little bit more kludgy. I'd like to simplify things again and like really reduce the UI because I've been adding a lot of stuff to the UI, like new, like little new features and things. And I think specifically with the nav bar, there's like a lot, it's getting, it's getting kind of a lot, especially on mobile. Yeah. It needs a really refined mobile interface, I think. Um, but there are, I think, improvements that can be made there. I don't think like super dramatic ones, but uh, I'd like some improvements there. But there, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to consider. Like, you know, do we replace usernames that we display now with like profile images? I don't see. I don't yeah, know. That's see, getting in a weird territory because yeah, it comes dude. very like it becomes very social. Web 2. Yeah, web, yeah. I was gonna say it becomes very social, and it's just like that's not what that is about. No, I it's like not about your face. It's about like your the, the content that you're producing and your ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's that's the problem I have with the profile images, and so. But then there's an advantage to using the profile images because they're all the same size. So in like when you're designing you a UI, it makes it very convenient. You can you can reason about the size, but a, a person's username on Sacker News can be one character or 20 characters. So I, if, if I was, if the way I look at it is if you're going to iterate, like iterate over the course of like five years, the design, I, I wouldn't go off and like, I think the biggest mistake like Dig did, right? was like release Dig 2.0 or whatever they called it. And they made it such a big deal. And like everybody hated the design, even though it was actually really cool at the time. I think it's just better just to like slowly like maybe like the way you've been doing it, where you just like clean up something that, like the briefcase, <laughs> like okay. you cleaned up the briefcase. It was like, but maybe you can do that um, where maybe the buttons or maybe just a nav bar gets changed first, but maybe you already have a full on rollout over the course of a year. I think when you build something like that, it especially when it's still new and fresh, so you can still have people defect from it. I, I would do it over the course of a year, at least 18 to 24 months. I wouldn't do it full on make the switch and then it becomes jarring and shocking. Like, no, definitely. I think it should be a smooth transition to whatever new UI, uh, is provided on stacker news. Uh, I don't think, we're, I don't think much is going to get deviated. I think we, I think there will be a huge update on mobile UI just because I mean, yeah. I think you, you saw announce, uh, that's nice that the, I mean, yeah, it was, I mean, overall the design was, I mean, the UI was awful, but the UX was great. Like yeah. the what, the placement of the buttons was much better. Uh, all of that is great. And so that's what I want on for mobile when you're in the mobile browser with Stacker News. I want a UI like that. Um, I think there are like other subtle things that can be done to the like desktop website that can improve it. I think, you know, I also, I also don't love the Stacker News logo on light mode. It actually doesn't look great. Um, the yellow, right? Yeah. The, ye about the yellow, the yellow, the yellow, like around it doesn't look, doesn't look fantastic. I've been convinced of that. 
So I need to figure out how to do that better. Maybe we get, maybe we, we, we create a yellow background around it, but it's just right now it's like glowing yellow around it and it just doesn't look good. But there's like, there's like a bunch of stuff like that. I really want to get better. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I will say this before we move on to the last question is uh, I, I do know there's a lot of Bitcoiners that are using, like you, like you said originally, and I we totally disagreed on this, but a lot of people are using the website as an app on their iPhone. Like I do see that a lot when they pull up Stacker News. It's not pulling it from the browser. Yeah, They're 50% of our users use a mobile browser. 50% of all Stacker well, News Well, they even it. have it as an icon. Yeah, you can have a little icon. Yeah. We can make, and we can make that experience better. I mean, I know a lot of Bitcoiners don't use Bitcoin Twitter the mobile website, but that's how I interact with Twitter on my phone as I only have it in my browser. Um, and it's actually a very nice experience. It's, it's quite, it's like very, very similar to the actual app. And so that's what I want to do versus like, uh, developing mobile apps. First, I'd like to develop a very good mobile website and then maybe we develop, uh, mobile apps like a, you know, a couple, maybe six months from now or something, but yeah, uh, first sure. step, a mobile website. So here I got a spicy last question for you. You ready for it? Yeah. Out of all the web 2.0 companies right now, which is the first one that's going to die? Ooh. I'm, ta I'm talking about like all. I'm talking about Twitter, Reddit, uh, Facebook, Google. I'll throw Google up there. We're throwing all the web 2.0 companies. Does Google even have a web? Oh, you mean they're like search products? Or whatever. Any one of their little alphabet categories, soups, whatever they have. Like, which one, not just Google, but every single one of these web 2.0 companies, like which is the first one that's going to be the AOL where it just crashes and burns or it gets engulfed? Like wh which one of these? I, per I, I don't know why I feel this way. It just feels like it's not going any good direction. It's probably Reddit. That's, really? Yeah. You're not just saying that because you have stacked. No, I mean, I don't think so. But, you know, maybe that is true. It just, it just feels, it just feels kind of soulless to me a little bit. I don't know, but I know it has a lot of great communities on it. So maybe that's just like my own usage of it. So you think Reddit's going to die first? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I just don't see it getting better. It just, it seems to only get worse. Like any updates I see to it seem to just make the experience worse and just there's Dude, like more to, and more and more. I used to go on there last year, up until last year. Now I, I don't remember the last time I logged into Reddit. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Reddit, but I, I just think, I think of all the, all the web 2.0 companies that maybe has, it has like an extremely woke culture. Um, maybe Facebook is, but I also don't use a lot of these things. Like I don't use Facebook. I don't use Instagram. I only use, I only use Twitter and I use Reddit. That's like it. I think, I think unfortunately I, I would have to say it's probably, and this is probably me just hating on that company more, but I think it's going to be Facebook. I think it's going to go the way of uh, MySpace at some point, and it will just be a chapter that people remember. But I could be wrong. That's not. It's not a bad take. I think it has a similar problem that Reddit has, where it just kind of got it got really big, and it's it's just at, it's too much. It's like they're they're they add it. There's like too many feet. Like in order to get that big, they started trying to suit too many people. They like lost product focus. And now, now Facebook isn't just Facebook. It's also Instagram. It's also the metaverse. It's like, what are they doing? The only, the only reason I think I would not discount Facebook as heavily is because Zuckerberg is a beast. And so yeah. I just don't see, 
Like, I don't, taste, I, I don't think it doesn't matter. He can, he, he can convince people with taste to work for him. No, he can convince people with money, fiat money and to work for him. Not with taste. Some people who would taste the, like fiat money. Yeah. It's usually a bad taste. <laughs> Let me finish one more. One more I know. I know, you, I know you want to come back that one, one more thing. One more thing. Uh, if you do do redesign for stacker news, will you, uh, will you make all our stacker news profiles look like MySpace? <laughs> Um, how so? Uh, no, was, this is a joke. It was a joke, but I do like, want to give users more control over their profile. It page. would be cool where you go to your profile page and it looks exactly like MySpace, And then you like post what you're up to. And it literally just is like a MySpace feed on your profile. Like what you've been posting on there. And it literally just like maybe what you're listening to. Like it's basically a MySpace profile on your profile. It's not a bad idea. Now it had a similar idea to this. Oh, where, did he really? Yeah. Where he's like, uh, he like wants me to list all of your like top performing posts and like, you know, have more, have much My more person. I, I honestly, I feel like this is not just us. I feel like me personally, I just want a MySpace profile again. Like that's what I want. I want a place where I can just go show my I MySpace, like idea. MySpace profile like and, like, and then like it have my little profile. It'll have the conversations. You can go in there and comment on your profile, like, or, and then it'll show the posts that I'm doing. It's like a feed. And then it maybe has my images or maybe it connects to my Spotify account. And it like, you know, shows what I'm listening to. It has my playlist. Like I want a MySpace all over again, but maybe it's a stacker space. Who knows? Anyways, that's, that's interesting. I yeah, I don't, that's more of a social media product. I think, I think I, it would require us going more social, but I think there are like shades of MySpace that I could pepper into the profile that I'm not right now that, that maybe would. I think, I think that. that would be cool. Anyways, that way you don't have to do DMs. Why wouldn't I have to do DMs? Cause they can just go to your profile and post on it. I see they, You can already go to someone's profile and post on it. Can we? Really? Yeah, you can comment under someone's profile right now. Oh yeah, you can do that already. Yeah, so it's a little. I got a little oh. bit of that flavor where the profile is a little bit interactive, but so it's not. You're it's, half your quarter there. I'm a quarter, maybe maybe like ten percent of the way. So let's put giffies on there. What was the things that they had where they was like? Oh, you could like you could hot you could hack a HTML into your MySpace pages. That was really cool. Yeah, and it was just like all this glitter. Yeah, you could do you could do all kinds of. Uh, they had very poor, like HTML. That's why I loved it so much. Protection. It was awful, but it was great at the same time. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for coming on the show. Good Carl. days. Thanks for having me, Car. Anything, anything else you got? Uh, main thing is that, uh, Zuckerberg, I think is. <laughs> is <laughs> why are you is obsessed it, with Zuckerberg? I think he's just really, I think he's, I think he is like, it, that's the thing. Like Reddit doesn't have a similar person. That's yeah. like the only reason why I would say Reddit is more likely to die than Facebook is because they don't have someone who is like, they don't have like a Colonel mustard or whatever. Like <laughs> what? Uh, uh, no, I'm not going to like Zuckerberg is Zuckerberg for a reason, but uh, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's not going to be face. Maybe it's going to be Reddit. Yeah. Maybe you're right. You kind of convinced me. Maybe, maybe neither of them die. I mean, I don't, uh, you, you, you asked me which one of them will die. I actually don't think either. Like oh, any, so you don't of them think any of these web 2.0 companies are going to die. There's just too, there's too much power is accumulated too fast. Like these companies are like Groupon or Yelp or any of the, like they don't get destroyed by this lightning value for value model. Oh, those companies do. I thought you meant social media companies like big. No, I meant media. like web 2.0 companies. Oh, 
I, uh, there's now the network effects are pretty intense with some of these things. I don't know how you beat them. Uh, like Yelp reviews are just in order to bootstrap a review service like that would be, if you knew how hard it was for them to bootstrap. I'm bullish on Bitcoin. I think you underestimate the power of the set. Who's going to, who, who's going to compete with Yelp? In your it, opinion? It's not about competing. It's literally just about incentivizing. I mean, I got, I think you're right. I think maybe someone, I think there, there's an easier path to incentivizing reviews on a it's Yelp like, like Fountain, app. Like what Fountain's doing, right? like Oscar's doing. Yeah, it's like where you pay people. Like it was on nine to five Mac. Eventually that's going to be the thing where you're going to start noticing more and more people come on because of the, the value for value. I, I think people underestimate the incentivized model. When you incentivize people to do something, like they're going to do it. Like you fix the incentives, this goes back to fix the money, fix the world. Can't believe I have to say this. It's the truth. I mean, I get it. I didn't, I didn't, but I don't think uh, it seems a little too early to build a Yelp competitor with sats baked in. For yeah. Me. I'm not saying to go out and build this. I'm just saying like, which one of the web 2.0 aren't going to be able to make that switch. Maybe they all stay alive. Maybe they all just like, I don't know. None of them will be able to, it's such a drastic change to a business model. It, they won't survive. Like if we do actually, if we do actually cross the chasm to what, like I define as web three, which is where what users, is your definition of it? which is where, uh, users get compensated for the value they're providing. In the case of like Yelp, they get provided, they get compensated for, um, leaving reviews on stack renews. They get compensated for, you know, engaging, uh, and providing like good content. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think if that like model survives, if that, if that, if that web, that my version of web three survives yeah. where we crop, we go from free with ads to paying. I like, I don't think, uh, I don't think any of these companies. Cross That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. That's what I was like. That was a question, but okay. I didn't, I didn't. So you're saying all of them are going to die, including Facebook. Uh, I don't think Facebook. No. Actually, I think Facebook might survive a transition <laughs> like that. That's how, that's how, uh, that's how much of a beast I, I'm pretty sure Zuckerberg Google is. Google too, right? Uh, Google, I think also could probably absorb, they're just too big and too, and they have, they have people that care about them still. Yeah. And that's the, there's nothing that's wrong the with problem. that. We still use Google stuff, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't have anything uh, much against Google other than the like surveillance state and stuff. Censorship. Censorship is kind of, I don't really know much about this. Right now they're a media company at this point. They're just controlling the media narrative. So it's a lot of things. Yeah. YouTube and stuff, but I mean, they're, they also, their algorithm is great. I don't know. Like, yeah. you know, they, no, it's, yeah. I mean, it was maybe build products, man. Yeah. All right. Zap. <laughs> I saw you in the yellow pages. I just looked at it to pass the time In my salvinating faces I play a rough game to win, to win Of being things that I can't be And honestly some people are so committed to honesty I don't know if these can face that Cause I've wanted 